Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. And by Wyndham Garden Lafayette. From Cafe Vermilionville in Lafayette, we're out to lunch with creative business consultant Aileen Bennett. It's business, Acadiana style. Hi, I'm Aileen Bennett. Welcome to Out to Lunch. Any conversation about the global economy today is bound to include a discussion of China. Economists and pundits frequently refer to China as the world's fastest growing economy or the world's second biggest economy. The unspoken intimation in this choice of language is that we in the United States better look out. China is catching up to us. The truth is, the United States has been around for some 200 and some years. China, on the other hand, traces its history back to three or 4,000 years. Chinese influence on the West, and on the US in particular, can be measured in all kinds of ways, economic and cultural. Take, for example, acupuncture. In the US, we regard acupuncture as alternative medicine. In China, it's regarded as traditional medicine. Here in Acadiana, Anne Huval is an acupuncturist. Anne has been practicing acupuncture since 2007 in her private practice, the Spirit of Life Acupuncture Clinic in Lafayette. And welcome to Out to Lunch. Thank you. Phil Devey might seem like an unlikely champion of Asian culture. Phil is the owner of Frontline Real Estate Group, an Acadiana real estate company that deals in residential and commercial property sales and rentals. Phil is also the co-owner of Chopsticks, a traditional Chinese restaurant in Lafayette. Chopsticks head chef came here from China and brought his authentic recipes with him and all the dishes that Chopsticks have created from these traditional recipes using fresh local ingredients. Phil Devey, welcome to Out to Lunch. Thank you. And you arrived at acupuncture by starting out as a massage therapist. I did. It's not hard to see the connection between massage and acupuncture. But you didn't just stop there at this physical evolution. You've gone on to specialize in a particular form of acupuncture called the Worsley Five Element Method. That's correct. From what I know, this form of acupuncture has a non-physical, psychological component. So in layman's terms for me, can you explain the connection between acupuncture and psychology? We look at it as the body, the mind, and the spirit as really being one. Uh, They are all connected. So if uh, there is a person has a a physical problem, Along with the physical problem, they could also have an emotional or dull spirit or there, there's that, it's just so linked together. And um, sometimes too, uh, a person could uh, have more of an emotional stress going on and it creates a physical problem. So it's very difficult for me um, to actually separate it. So in simple terms, stress can cause a bad neck or something like that. Correct. But you don't just deal with the neck, you deal with the, the stress. The whole thing, the whole person, all of it. That's so, fascinating. So what are the most common things people come to you? What are their initial complaints? Initially, people come in for some sort of um, pain or um, anxiety or not able to sleep. Um, 
I spend a lot of time with them asking them about their health history. And sometimes the initial thing that they're coming in for, there are other things that get helped as well. Does that surprise them? Because we're used to, especially in America, this, this is my problem, fix it. And it, you actually want to work with the whole person. It, are they shocked? It does surprise them. Um, they'll come in and they'll say, well, you know what? This is better too. Um, so, and and it's, it's not always just about fixing them, but it's about having... Um, uh, an agreement or rapport with them and helping them make changes in their life that um, could, as far as like dietary or uh, more exercise or uh, going to bed at a better time, just kind of looking at the whole picture of what's going on and for the person. And you have this beautiful calmness about you. Did that come Thank before you. or after what you did? Were you already calm and that's why you went into this or did looking into these things change who you are? It has changed who I am. It has helped me to grow as a person. And I'm still changing and I'm still growing and I'm still learning. And that's the beauty of this medicine is that um, it's, it's always evolving just as people are always evolving. Um, I learn from my clients and I uh, hope that they learn from me too. So. Doesn't she have this like, calmness about it? I already trust her. It's like... I know why you brought me in. It's the yin and the yang because there's not much calmness to me. Phil, you first moved from Canada to Acadiana to play college baseball. You went on to have a career in baseball, and when that was over, you came back to Acadiana and started up what's been a successful second career in real estate. And now real estate has led you into the restaurant business. So what's your role as co-owner of Chopsticks? Uh, boy, that's a good question. Probably the idea guy. I, uh, the practical application in the restaurant setting is just out of my skill set, but fortunately for me, I have partners that are experienced in the restaurant industry. So, um, you know, we, uh, which is a great part of what I do. All I have to do is just come up with an idea, and someone else has to do the work. What kind and, of ideas? And we hope it works out. Menu items, um, the, the logo, the style of restaurant, the music we play, the look and feel of it. So, what um, made you think Chinese food in Acadiana? You came back. Number one, why did you choose to come back to Acadiana? And then number two, why Chinese food in Acadiana? I, um, in playing baseball, so I was coming in the off seasons, I, I, I stayed here because in Montreal, or, or I, I grew up about an hour outside of Montreal, so that's, it's the winter time, so it's hard to throw a baseball outdoors when it's you know, minus 20 degrees. So, uh, so I came here, had a lot of friends, had established some roots here, and, and so I stuck around to train and, and you know, Met a girl, and, and the rest oh, is history, that so, that, so that kind of kept me around and, and, you know, never regretted it. And why Chinese food in this, in this amazing food culture we have that we're very proud of? You thought, that's what they need, they need a Chinese restaurant. Well, there's, I've, I've, always, uh, I've always been a fan of Chinese food, but the Lafayette Market, it, it's, I don't want to say a lot of the same things, but it, it, there was something missing. So you missed that taste and wanted it. Uh, it it's, there was something missing of the of authentic, fresh, made-to-order type of Chinese cuisine. I mean, there's there's so much to China, and of course, I have partners that are Chinese, so they've taught me a lot over the years. I've been friends with them for one, one person in particular for over ten years, and uh, just learn a lot about the culture, learn a lot about the cuisine, and and the one thing that I that I learned is you know, like the United States, there's you know. Uh, the, Cajun culture has its own cuisine. Acadiana has its own cuisine. In China, it's the same thing. So, um, 
Uh, this is a type of, of Chinese cuisine called Szechuan Chinese, and it's um, it, it's a lot spicier. It has um, you know it has a lot more flavor. It's got some risk to it. Uh, it, it, and the description remind me a lot of our food here. Yeah, in I say it sounds just like we, we like. And so I've got your menu we, in front we, of me. We, we, we thought it would be a, 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 a very good good fit. A Cantonese Chinese, what most people know, what you'd get in a, in a you know in a, a Chinese buffet type of restaurant. Um, Szechuan Chinese is um, it, it's a it's a southern area of China, the Szechuan Valley. Uh, people in China seek that area for their cuisine. So, so just the, like Cajun food. Just like Cajun food. And so not all of our menu is Sichuan type Chinese. We have the, you know, general Taos chicken and, and some things that, that uh, most people are, are used to. But we also have some Sichuan Chinese that when people have tried it, they fall in love with it. Uh, it's been very well received as I, as I hoped and expected. And that's kind of part of... I guess my role is to try to blend the two things, try to have food items that um, that people come in for that they're used to, and then some things that people might want to try. And do people tend to come to with you first, or do they come to you after they've tried more what we call traditional medicine? Many times it's it's after they've tried traditional medicine, and sometimes it's this is their last resort. Um, but oftentimes in Asian culture. Uh, Acupuncture is looked at as a form of preventive medicine where it is the first uh, resort, the first choice. So should people, like in an ideal world, I would come to you every month? Uh, I do have people that, co that come to me on a regular basis to stay well. Um, and what do you, right, okay, so we all traditionally think of acupuncture as just sticking pins in people. Mm -hmm. So is it special places you're sick but like if I just want to come and have great health where... uh, it's it's about um, me having a conversation with you and uh, um, feedback from you and how you are from the last visit and what your goals are and thoughts are that particular day so if I say I just want more energy or uh, I've been depressed or of something course, you stick the pins in different it's, places it's from the feedback that you give me when you come in and also um, I'll take a person's pulse and the pulse gives me feedback as to how their energy or chi is in their body Oh, now I'm fascinated. <laughs> so you know a lot about people just by being with them, pulses, and just taking the their pulse. spirit? Uh, their spirit. Um, there, there are four uh, ways that I, I diagnose what's going on with a person. Um, the first one is just by being in their presence and, and, and being with them and hearing what they have to say. Also, um, I look for a color on the face. Explain um, what you mean by that. Uh, everyone has a, a color that's a diagnostic color that is associated with um, one of the elements. And sometimes when our bodies, our minds, or our spirit are out of balance, that color will appear more in their complexion on their face. And so can you look at Phil and tell us what color? Um, I, I could, but I couldn't see right here. I, I need good light. <laughs> yeah. But, Yes, and there's a sound in the voice um, that I that is associated with each of the elements that can be um, outstanding or noticeable, um, and also um, odor. There's an odor that um, I and use. And is this a universal thing? Or? It is. Every person in the world has has this. 
So when you get on an aeroplane, you're going somewhere and you sit next to someone. Oh, you sure. Instantly know all this. <laughs> Have you ever told someone, please go and get checked up? You're... No. No, but it's part of what I do, so sometimes I do take notice. That's fascinating. Phil, this... I'm, I'm scared just sitting here now. <laughs> I want to know, like in the restaurant, do you know what people are going to order? Do you have this kind of no, sense I about do not. people? <laughs> no, I don't. Some people look friendly and some people don't, and sometimes I'm surprised. But no, this is really interesting. It's Yeah, it seems like the two could... I, I kind of want you to meld your businesses and, and acupuncture and restaurant together. Which just... My, my partner was an acupuncturist in China, just by coincidence. I'd love for you guys oh, to wow. meet. Yeah, he came here. Uh, he just... Was, was needed a change in his life and, and came to the United States and actually started working in, a, in an Asian buffet in New York and made his way down to Lafayette and ended up starting his own restaurant here 15 years ago and, and started kind of building a network of restaurants with various partners. But he was an acupuncturist in China for a long time. Wow, I'd love to meet him. Yeah. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Aileen Bennett. I'm talking with Phil Devey from Chopsticks and acupuncturist Anne Huval. We'll be right back after this very quick break. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Aileen Bennett. I'm talking with Phil Devey from Chopsticks and acupuncturist Anne Huval. Anne, how do you deal with people's fear of needles? It's a very common fear. We saw Phil's face when, when you got out these needles on the table when he's like, oh. um, Usually it's, it's through education and... Um, telling them that a needle is not the same as a hypodermic needle. Sometimes you feel the sensation of the needle. Uh, you, you have to feel some sensation in order for me to know that I was in the right spot. So um, I can put a needle in a spot in a, in a place that's not an acupuncture point and you probably won't feel it. Phil, what skills, you, you have a real estate business. What skills do you take from there into your restaurant or do you have them completely divided in your head? No, it's all encompassing, and it's really, um, I think, from my baseball background is really where it all, I think, comes from. Um, you know, when I came here, I had, uh, I just showed up, essentially, is how I got to school here. My mom's a French teacher, uh, came here for a teacher's conference, made it a point to meet the coach, and I got his business card and called him for two weeks. How, until how old were you? I was, I uh, would have been 18 at the time, uh, so I came in as a freshman, but... I think he just got tired of hearing from me and said, look, we have tryouts on this date. And I brought my hockey equipment in case I didn't make the baseball team. And so that's kind of, that, that's how it, things worked out. So do you, you, do you have sports metaphors in your head that you use in the real estate business? Uh, there's no doubt. I mean, that, that's, that's what is in my DNA. So it, it applies to everything I do in my life. I'm, uh, so you're like, step up to the plate and keep swinging. I don't know much about baseball. These no, are the only those things are I pretty know. good, and those 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 uh, those work well. One of the favorite, my favorite quotes is Wayne Gretzky, who was a hockey player, uh, one of the greatest athletes of our generation, and he, he said, uh, "You miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take." So I've I've really lived my life that way for everything. Um, I, you know, I could have not come here. I could have had been scared to come to Louisiana or scared to play baseball against Americans. Uh, I could have been scared to get into real estate. I could have been scared to get into the restaurant business. But uh, it, it, it's, it's, I, I, 
I'm strategic with what I do uh, as far as minimizing some risk, but I am obviously a risk taker and and my fear is not doing something. I'm, I feel like there's a motivational speaker coming out here, Phil. Is that your next career? The, who, who knows, but if there is, that, that definitely comes from our, our baseball coach here, Coach Robichaud, who's, who uh, has changed, really molded me uh, through my baseball career, but through my professional career as well. And I, I'm not the only one. There's other teammates There's a that I've had lot of people here. that would, I've heard teammates of mine speak to their kids, speak to a team, and I hear Coach Robe's speech coming out of them. Uh, and I think that's probably where some of that comes from. So, would you recommend like somebody who wants to run their own business like, or wants their children to run their own business, put them into sports because they'll learn so much about business in sports? Uh, that's a thousand percent correct. I, I have kids. I have three kids. Uh, I I want them to play sports, and they do play sports. But it has nothing to do with ambitions of them getting anywhere athletically. If they do great. It's the life lessons you learn. I mean, your life is spent around being with teammates in a family application, in the work setting. Uh, so you've got responsibilities not just to yourself but to others, and, and you got to lean on others for things. And so uh, the challenges of failure, I've, I've failed at a gazillion things in my life and through sports, in baseball in particular, because it's a game of failure, you fail so much that it's, it just trains you to prepare for life. That brings me nicely back to Anne. Did you have a mentor in this when you decided to go into it? Was there someone who guided you through it? The equivalent of a sports coach, but in the quieter acupuncture space. I did. Uh, was a local acupuncturist here who uh, actually how I found out about this kind of acupuncture. And um, I went for treatment myself. And uh, after the first couple of treatments, I um, knew then and there that this was what I was looking for. So you decided to do it as a business. How do you market yourself? How do you? It's easy when you have a Chinese restaurant. It's like, hey, we're a Chinese restaurant. Everyone knows exactly what it is. And then you can talk about your food and people are like, I want to try that. Acupuncture, you don't really get to go, hey, look, come right. needles. So how do you market and who do you market to? Um, I market uh, through, I do sometimes do public talks. Uh, sometimes um, I'll go to health fairs. Uh, I find mostly the, the best way to market is speaking with people and uh, like one-on-one. -on -one. I know that sounds small, but once no, a person... No, because I'm already, I say, instantly <laughs> I trusted you and I'm like, you can do anything. Once a person comes in and has a, a nice experience with acupuncture, they usually share that with friends and family. So is most of your market people that are already looking for those alternative treatments or are you changing minds of people that are terrified? So, uh, yeah, sometimes people are searching just to have a better way of life, to feel better within themselves. Sometimes they come in and it's not they're not necessarily... Uh, uh, physically sick, but the, I just want to feel better. Um, sometimes uh, a spouse will call for uh, the other person and inquire about it. Sometimes that happens. Uh, in that case, I always like to talk to the person that's coming in to make sure that they're... Is it the kind of thing that once people have done it, they become evangelistic about it, where they can't, they can't wait to tell everyone else that they should be doing it? Uh, many, t many times that happens, but sometimes people, uh, it's not a good fit for them, so it just depends on the person. And can you cure things like hypnosis? Can, so can acupuncture help me stop smoking or start drinking or whatever I want to do? Uh, 
I will say this, and I, I do say this to my clients, there isn't a magic point that will make you less hungry or make you not crave smoke, cigarette smoke, smoking. Um, it can assist you with it. It can take the edge off. It can have, let you have clarity about um, what direction you want to go in. It can give you peace of mind. Um, like, so it can help with digestion. It can have better assimilation, so maybe you don't feel as hungry. So uh, there isn't a one uh, point that will do that for anyone. It's, it's the uh, connection of all of it all together. Just, That's uh, beautiful. Yeah. Phil, I keep hearing different things about the real estate market. It's good, it's bad, it's this, it's that. What's going on? Uh, it really all depends on what side you're on. <laughs> so it's it, it, it's had some it, it's challenges for sure. Um, I mean, you can only do well for so long. So our market's been ever since I you know I started in 2005. So our market's been great since that time. Uh, so every, any economy has a life cycle, and so we we trended down at a certain point, and it's. Um, you know, are we trending back up? Are we laying flat? Are we, Is it a buyer's market, a seller's market? Yeah, it, it's hard to judge. I mean, the, the numbers out there say a lot of positive things, um, but I, I think some of those numbers are skewed for various reasons. Um, I mean, the best judge is to, to really determine is, you know, how are local real estate agents doing? How are local title companies doing? How are their numbers based on how the, it was in previous years? And so, you know, a certain builder might have a tremendous success, and selling a lot of houses and some builders are having no success so the the barometer right now for me is a little bit tough to evaluate um, I like what's happening downtown I see a lot of activity that's going on I, I've been skittish to get into the downtown market but we're um, uh, which we're working on opening a restaurant in downtown uh, Lafayette not a Chinese restaurant, a uh, different partner, a terrific chef. Uh, I think it's a great fit for him to be downtown. And I just see some good things happening uh, that, that, to me, it, as, a, you know, as an investor or partner, uh, I've got some confidence So will in you it. eventually have to choose between real estate and restaurants? Uh, no, because I, I'm always uh, going to align myself with partners that that's their field of expertise. Which, you know, I guess when you relate it to, to sports or, or baseball, that's I'm, I'm always with a team. And is it that risks take inside of you? Because we're told restaurants are like the worst business to get it, it, into. They're very risky. Is that that sports side, that baseball side of you that wants to take that risk? Is that exciting? Uh, no, it's not exciting <laughs> because it is quite a risk. It's a lot riskier than, than anything I've ever done. But, you know, you mitigate your risks. You, you, you don't want to carry too much debt that you can't handle uh, I always look at the worst case scenario and can I live with it can I still because now I've got responsibilities to my wife my kids um, you know I can't bet the farm on hoping something happens so um, you know I, uh, you, you mitigate the failure and, and it can happen you know this chopsticks may not make it um, we hope it does but if it doesn't uh, you learn you from know, it you, and you exactly you go back you, you out learn to bed. from it I, we did a, uh, a, a sports training academy in 2007, um, and, and we didn't make it. Uh, and I lost a pretty good amount of money, um, but I probably could have gone to Harvard and spent the same amount 
and probably not had the same lessons. Absolutely. So it's really a product of how you look at it. Um, and and I, I tell kids this in sports. So again, sports analogy, and I'll be, I'll be full of them. Uh, you know, I coach a little 12-year-old team. If we won every game, we're not going to learn anything. Absolutely. If, if the, the, the losses is what I take the most out of because that's where I can build up the kids and have them learn from it and, and get better. So you, you, need to, you need to have some obstacles and challenges and you need to have some losses. Uh, and, and hopefully chopsticks is not one of them because trust me, I've had plenty of them. But if it does happen, you learn from it, move on, get better. Always. And for the people that are listening who are like, oh, acupuncture, I'd like to know more about that. How much is it, is it expensive to come and will insurance pay for it? Um, a lot of insurance companies in this state uh, do not cover acupuncture, so I don't do a lot of uh, insurance billing. Um, the first visit is a intake time where I sit down and spend lots of time with the person. You're with me for a couple hours. Ask lots of questions. I talk just like you and I are sitting here talking. That sounds like everybody's dream that they'd want with their doctor. So you're providing it's that service. It's a lot of times one-on-one -on -one with the person. Um, then if they have any areas of pain, I'll, I'll check that out. And then um, they get a treatment that day. Uh, the first visit is 140. And okay. then the follow-up treatments are 80. And I'm with them the whole time. I never leave the room. So wow. One-on-one. -on -one. The advantages of living in a big city like New York or Los Angeles are the wide range of options you have in everything from food to alternative medical care. When you avoid the rat race and live in a more relaxed pace like we do in Acadiana, you expect to pay some price in terms of limited lifestyle options. More and more though, we're seeing people who could live anywhere choose to live here and we see their skills, talents, tastes and occupations flourish here with them. Whether it's specialised acupuncture or fine Chinese dining, Anna Phil, your contributions to Acadiana are valued and appreciated. Thank you for everything you're doing and thank you both for taking the time to join me today on Out to Lunch. Thank you very much. Thank you. My guests on Out to Lunch today have been Andrew Vow, owner of Spirit of Life Acupuncture and Phil DV, owner of Frontline Real Estate Group and co-owner of Chopsticks. You can find out more about Anne's acupuncture and Phil's real estate and restaurant by following the links on our websites krvs.org and itsacadiana.com. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Morrell. Our researchers are Anne Christian and Ali Coates. If you want to know what we all look like, you can find photos from this show on our website, itsacadiana.com, and on our It's Acadiana Facebook page. These photos were taken by Lucius A. Fontenot. You can find out more about Lucius at lafphoto.com. You can get this show and past shows as a podcast wherever you get your podcasts, including Spotify. And you can find all of our podcasts at itsacadiana.com. You can also keep up with us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. And you'll find those links on our website, itsacadiana.com. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsacadiana.com and KRVS 88.7 FM. I'm Aileen Bennett. Thanks for joining me today. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the lunch table for more business Acadiana style on Out to Lunch. Out to Lunch Acadiana is recorded live over lunch at Cafe Vermilionville in Lafayette. Cafe Vermilionville is open Monday to Friday for lunch and six nights a week for dinner with a courtyard that sets the scene for fine Louisiana cuisine. The Out to Lunch Acadiana theme music, Encore Monsieur, Nice Guy, is written by Mitchell Foreman and performed by Mitchell Foreman and Andre Michaud. 
Out to lunch Acadiana Business Consultants are Pete Prados from Innovate Acadiana and Destin Ortego from The Opportunity Machine. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. Support for Out to Lunch Acadiana comes from the Wyndham Garden Lafayette, located off Pinhook near Cali's Saloon. Wyndham Garden Lafayette is a pet and family-friendly hotel with reception space for large and intimate events, free parking, free Wi-Fi, and a free shuttle within three miles that includes the airport and downtown restaurants.